Hey everybody, thanks for listening to our interview with Karen Ashley and Paul Schreier from the Power Rangers and now from the movie The Order. It's a really awesome interview. They're really, really funny people. It's a little crazy. I'm sorry for the audio issues. Uh, we have uh, we had to record over Skype and um, not everybody has the best microphone in the world. But uh, if you love this podcast, if you love this interview, go ahead and give us a review on iTunes and uh, make sure to uh, go to audibletrial.com slash aceofgeeks where you can get access to over 180,000 audiobooks and you support the podcast. That's audibletrial.com slash aceofgeeks. We are wizards, we are crewmen, we are Jedi superhuman, warriors fighting on the side of good. We are DMs, we are players, we are hardened undead slayers, elven archers roam the enchanted wood. We all pretend to be something, so why not pretend to be something interesting? Nerd on, my friends, nerd on. Keep it up and we can rule the world. Whatever you love is not wrong. There's power in your phantom. Strong nerd on. All right, so how are you guys doing today? We're doing great. I'm super excited to be uh, talking to you guys and be on a, an interview with Polly. I know it's going to be. Fun and exciting because he's here. <laughs> Have you guys been together before? Yeah, yeah, we were on the TV show together, but we do when we get a chance to do Comic Con together. It's always a fun weekend. Like I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's gotta be inter- interesting that you got whenever you guys get together. It's gotta be like a big '90s reunion at one of, at uh, all the different cons you guys are going to across the country. That Definitely. is so true, man. So true. So, you know what? Recently, we've been letting some of our fans, more of our fans, in on the fact that we do these secret dinners when we're at conventions. And it's kind of a Where's Waldo thing at this point because bands of, like, hardcore morphers, like, go hit the streets in the locality around the convention. And they're trying to, like, track down where we're having dinner. And then when they find us, like, the bonus is that they just come in and, like, sit down with us and have dinner. It's awesome. Yeah, that's very nice. How many people sit down with you over a night? You know, honestly, the group is, I mean, Karen, what, how many was our last dinner? I mean, it was, like... Four, Party of twenty five. <laughs> like, it was uh, it was over twenty. It was over twenty for sure. So, how many so definitely, you know, how many of that was fans. Um, I'm gonna say seventy thirty actually. Yeah. But you know, fa- yeah, fans is a mellifluous term because a uh, term because you know our 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 fandom and all of our friends out there, all of you, uh, you know, a lot of them are really great managers and artists and coordinators and and bookies you know they 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 help us out uh, a lot and so you know we're we're really taking advantage of a lot of goodwill um, from a lot of really really sweet people out there yeah the least we can do is sit down and have a good meal (laughs) together (laughs) well i remember the uh the the first morphicon it was kind of this organic thing that happened where there was they had kind of put everybody behind this velvet rope and the fans were singing karaoke off in the corner. And then all of a sudden somebody was like, I'm just going to take the rope down and go sit with them. (laughs) 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 That's cool. The the first more, more, that was a, that was a really fun year. That was a great year. And, um, and, and Maureen D and her sister did an amazing job on matching a very difficult, trailblazing event for for a lot of folks uh, who now enjoy what the uh, the power morphicon has become yeah it's which a- is a place for me to incur lots of insurance charges <laughs> after some really stop throwing bad decisions just stop throwing cake at people it, it goes down <laughs> in history you know too, i'm telling you somebody's gonna get an insurance claim it sounds like you guys have had a lot of experiences working with fans, but it sounds like some of them have had some 
bad memories, <laughs> <laughs> some crises. Nothing sure. Is, well, I mean, got a band-aid will fix. <laughs> you know, I. I I, I agree with you, Karen, because I mean, when I grew up and I and I stubbed my my toe, my mom was like, "Shut up." Yeah. <laughs> in all serious though, the relationship between you guys and the fans is very positive. And uh, what's that like from your end? It's heaven. I mean, it's like they. I tell them all the time, you guys give more to us than we could ever give to you. Like the fact that they're still watching after. I mean, this show's been on 22, 23 years, and they watch it religiously. And um, it's still a hit television show. It's still so relevant in their life. I mean, we it, it's amazing. And so they take the time out to come and meet us at a Comic-Con. I mean, literally everyone I know really wants to make that moment special. We want them to be five years old again. We want them to reminisce. We want to hear the stories. We want to hug them. In, in, in Paul and in, uh, Narvi's case, they want to kick them. They want you know, <laughs> the ever. Um, we have fun. They have fun, and it's just a beautiful thing. Like it's so beautiful. I, I agree with you, Karen. Because I mean, honestly, we have a lot of great friends who we actually did meet when they were five. You know, and 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 we and we and this was a weird opportunity to get to know them with all their big shoes on. You know, and and when you when like when you see a really long line at a convention for a Power Rangers actor, everybody out there in TV, internet, super podcast land. You know, you're you, what you're waiting for is like twenty minutes with the actor and like ridiculous stories. And in Jason and I's case, you. You might have to pay some money when you leave, but um, <laughs> and need a shower. But yeah. the, the, it, you know, the the reason like our lines are so long is because we, you know, we're really making human connections because you know people are people, so you know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I love about going to. Uh, I think it's you know, it's partially because it's such a new fandom, like relatively, like it wasn't you know really until. I guess that first Power Morphicon that like both the fans and the actors all realized that um, there was this thing here that we could all sort of build on together. Um, but it's just, it's been really interesting watching it grow over the years from like a, wait, there are people who still like Power Rangers to like, there's a Power Rangers convention. And now there's this, um, somebody's making this reunion movie uh, for Power Rangers with a bunch of actors in it. <laughs> Oh, Karen, the order is kind of your baby. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Oh, man. You know what? Honestly, ever since we started going to cons and we started being around each other, the conversation has always been, gosh, I wish I, you know, I wish we could have worked together. Or, oh, I wish we had another opportunity to work together. Or, you know, especially some of the people from the other, you know, uh, series. I, I, you know, I've never even been on a set with them. But it's like such a family, and you think about it, if you're going to be stuck on set for 12 hours or 15 hours, you know, who do you want to be stuck on set with? You want to be stuck on set with people you really like. And um, yeah. I, I kept saying, if we do it, you know, obviously Power Rangers is still a hit show. You know, we need to do something completely different. We got to, you know, totally step away from that genre because it's still a hit show. It's still, you know, number one. And they're doing an amazing movie that you guys are going to get next year. So I had said, you know, if we do something, we should do an action film. It should be completely different. Characters are completely different. And um, and, and and I told David uh, Fielding, I go, and it would be funny if we cast all Power Ranger, ex-Power Ranger actors. That would be amazing. And he was like, what? <laughs> and I don't know how I, how I did it, but I told them about it. And I, I really commend the cast because, they knew Karen Ashley the friend. They didn't make Karen Ashley the producer. And they kind of took a chance with me, and, and it, it worked out. You know, you well, I, I, I mean, I, I'm sorry, but I, I got to congratulate Karen and her whole team um, on, on the amazing job that they've done in moving this project from a, from a discussion at a table to a reality on set. And now kind of releasing it, you know, into the wild and relying on the the kindness and and fidelity of the many people that we've, you know, had contact with over the years 
to like help us make this amazing project fly because here's the deal people the actors on power rangers although you might need four city buses if you wanted to take season one now on like a on like a on like a park trip but what what when they dismounted the buses they are almost without exception the most badass group of martial artists and gymnasts that i have ever seen i've seen people some of these guys honestly cardenas and Bosch, I've seen them like levitate and do kicks in the air like they're like you know doing using electrogravitics, man. And so <laughs> what's what's cool what's cool about this movie is that it's kind of like the '90s in Hong Kong, where a genre becomes like a real sharp-edged kind of take, and and what you're gonna see in the order is some serious ass kicking. Yeah. <laughs> This yes, and we're seriously kicking each other's ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, she's not kidding. They had to go to the hospital. People lost teeth over this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, so while we're on that subject, um, what what fight are you guys most excited for in the final movie? Without spoiling anything for us. Uh, well, you know the girl fight. I'm I'm so excited for that because it's it's like we're trying to rip each other's weaves out. I mean, <laughs> it's not even a joke, and we're like like we're pumped because you know, like you said, the guys are amazing, amazing martial artists, and most of the women we have martial art experience, or we were dancers, or we were gymnasts. Um, so for us, we got to keep up with these guys, but it's like, yeah, the girl fights are, we can't wait to start rehearsing. We, we are like counting down the days to like punch each other in the face. <laughs> Man, I, I, I got kicked in the nuts by every one of the chicks in this movie. <laughs> Was that oh, on set or just a friendly thing? Right? No, I it, you know. <laughs> I was gonna say over the course it was, of time, uh, the yeah, over, over, over the course of time, Power Rangers that you were on. <laughs> Correct. Correct. It, it, it is a it's a it's a conglomerate of nut chops. Yeah. <laughs> is there a montage, perhaps? Yes. <laughs> In my mind, there is. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, well, hey, you guys, would would you mind if I ask Karen a question? Go for it. <laughs> So, so Karen, look, I'm, I'm, I'm on the inside of your project and, and, and our social media campaign is really kind of this wonderful organic thing that seems to be growing in content every moment. Um, like does this, does this whole like lead up all your producer work? Does it seem like more work than making an actual movie? Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. Because I'm like literally juggling. I have two editors um, working on cutting behind the scenes clips. I've got three graphic artists working on memes, working on pictures, working on, you know, I mean, every day we have to post something to entertain the, the masses. And, you know, attention spans are short. And we are like constantly like I'm literally spending um, every day of every day, all day, just monitoring um, all these things that are being made so that we have stuff to post for the next week. And um, it's crazy, but it's, it's super exciting because it's like, you know, I'm giving like hints to all these like different things. And we've got a new trailer that's coming out in June. That's Ooh, gonna- wait a minute. What? Yeah, it's going to tell you even more of the story and a lot of the footage you haven't seen is going to be in this. So we're leading up to that. We've got cast announcements. There are people there. I I mean, you thought I had enough with 18 people. I've got another like five or six that we're going to reveal before this is all done. And um, what? What? Yeah. (laughs) And then all the while, you know, we're manning the, you know, we're manning the Indiegogo and like fans have very specific questions. Like they, you know, they're, they're donating their money. So they should, they, they ask a million questions of what is this? How does this work? And when are you, you know, so that they can, you know, feel good about the donation. So it's just a lot of work, but it's amazing. And the, and you know what, but this is the thing, none of it would work if the cast wouldn't um, be so cooperative, but they have let us literally take over their social media for the next 60 days. 
and just, you know, we're sending them stuff and we're, you know, have a whole social media team that posts, you know, things for them and, and helps them. And, and I mean, it wouldn't work if they wouldn't let us do that. So, yeah, and that's what's kudos been, what's been interesting about watching the campaign is watching it kind of take over all of the Power Rangers that I follow on social media all at once. Like that day that you guys all switched the profile pics without telling them what, what it was, it was like, what is happening? What's yeah. going on? <laughs> so, and at one point, I was like, it can go either way. They're going to either love us or they're going to be real mad at us. <laughs> I had to like talk a few of the actors off the ledge and go, just trust me. Just trust me. They're going to go. They're going to love us. when It's going to be fine. Trip. It's going to be fine. Deep breath. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you got, you and David were writing a script with the plan for, you know, uh, 25 featured actors or something like that. How did you go about balancing a story that would give each character kind of their own beat and their own arc for a two hour movie? Oh man. Um, you know what? I, we really, in the beginning, we were kind of like, okay, let's, you know, we had all these people in mind and we were trying to write for those people. And then we had to back away from that because we realized we weren't writing, we weren't writing real characters. We were writing the people we knew. And so we had to say, look, we just have to write an amazing story. And if we got an amazing story, we can put all of these characters around it. And this person will do this and this person will do that. So we really had to focus on character development. We had to focus on really plotting it out so that we knew which way and who was going to carry what torch. And then we had to, you know, go back several rewrites. I mean, we've, we've probably done four or five and we had to make sure that each person had a moment and we're still rewriting. Like I, I after I finished the campaign, the next phase is another session of rewrites, um, just really, you know, flushing out more people because I feel like there's still a few characters that they need, they need a bigger moment or they need, you know, I, each piece of the puzzle needs to be able to turn the story, you know? Well, especially so because <laughs> everybody's got their favorite actor. Everybody's going to be tuning in to be like, you know, there's going to be the, the, your Dan Southworth fans and your Johnny Young yeah. fans and your Karen Ashley fans, of course, <laughs> that are all tuning yeah. in, like, you know, wanting to see their favorite kick ass. And so you've, it is time to boogie with the bear. <laughs> <laughs> Always time, right? So, so Paul, how excited were you when you found out you got to play the villain? Well, you know what? I, I, I'm going to call foul right there, man. You don't know what our movie is about. You made a speech about wanting chaos in the trailer. <laughs> well, you know what? I do want that. I do. I, 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 yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, the no, film is called I, The Order when some guy's like, uh, I would like chaos instead of The Order. I'm just, <laughs> I'm gonna, no, Mike, hey, man, antagonistic. Maybe listen, li listen, you guys, you, you know, you you, you you know those Italian cakes that have like thirteen layers. Uh, oh, that's what this. Multi that's what. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's what this movie is like. Um, so so I mean you you can't just put a magneto in like a weird hat and a cape and and have your villain in this case. I got to tell you, gentlemen, there's a spoiler. Suck it. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if the idea that you won't be wearing a funny hat is a spoiler, although now that I think about it, I would like to see you in a funny hat in this movie. I think what we're understanding is that your character will have magnetic powers. <laughs> <laughs> you figured out the spoiler. <laughs> uh -oh. Damn it. Okay, back to the writing room. Back to the writing room. Man. Oh, that was such Sorry, Karen. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> For all seriousness, no. can you tell us about these characters? We're very interested. And in, uh, when you said that you <laughs> went into rewrites uh, to create uh, people who really popped, um, what can you tell us about them? Well, hey, look, I'm not I'm not one of the writers, but I have read our script uh, about four times. And, wow. and for anyone, I mean, our full script, and, and whoever is working on a project, if you don't read something four times before you even think about speaking it, then, then you're doing yourself and the material the disservice. And in reading it, and without revealing too much, because we are on a serious campaign to, to measure how much we, we share about this project, because the, the, the awesome factor is such that we have to, or you won't handle it, bro. So, um, so, 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 
So, so our heads let, would let literally explode if you told us. No, no, wait a minute. Let, no, uh, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna leave you wanting here. But I will say this: a, allegiance is a, allegiance is a fickle and subjective thing, and that is maybe at the heart of our movie. Okay. That sounds yeah. like That's a very spy thriller, very, yeah. very dramatic core of intrigue. Hmm. Yeah, but it's it's true. I mean, it's it's definitely um, it's about loyalty, it's about trust, it's about teamwork, and it's also about that about ego. You know, that comes in and plays a huge part to you know break up a lot of things in this movie. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Your trailer had a very distinctive style. We were wondering if we could get your take on what that style is. How do you describe it and how do you think about it when you try and create it to pervade through the project? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just thought it was very action packed and <laughs> I wanted it to, I wanted it to move and I wanted to make sure that, um, it told just a little, like it was, it was more, in my opinion, more of a teaser. It told just a little of the story to get people's attention. And the thing is, is like when I said, okay, I'm going to bring 18, you know, former Power Rangers together, it couldn't be a romantic comedy. It had to <laughs> I had to have... Wait, to wait, have wait. No, now I'm imagining the romantic comedy. <laughs> yeah, it, could, it couldn't be a romantic comedy. I know everybody wants to see Aisha and Rocky together, but that wasn't what we were going to focus on. I, I don't know. I was kind of hoping for a, for a Balkan Skull romantic movie, personally. You, but. you know? You know? <laughs> And so there had to be guns firing, there had to be kicks flying, and there had to be some, some hooded soldiers ascending. So <laughs> that was the recipe for the, like, I had to get, get the attention of the fans. Like, what gets their attention? <laughs> was uh, was sounds a lot like a uh, late 80s cartoon come to life into, like, full action. That I'll sounds take it. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> was everybody excited when you told them that Spandex wasn't involved? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you guys are like when you watch something on TV or on the net and, and it really doesn't capture you. Like you're like, eh, you know, the usual diagnosis is that the material didn't have high enough stakes, meaning like the things that were happening on screen, like nobody in those scenes cared enough about what they were doing or what they wanted or needed. Because if, if that is the case, and, and, and a story is similarly motivated, that is what makes us invest. And if you really look at our trailer, what David Wald has done is he has showed you the ultimate intention, the ultimate like actor verb of every character. And it's, uh, it's, it's really well done. And, and hey, wait for the new trailer that I didn't know was going to be coming. <laughs> So if the if the teaser trailer is afterburn, then the new trailer will be uh, my fighter plane metaphor just ran out on me. I got nothing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that makes sense. That makes. I sense. knew going in. If you go through a, a a sixty day, you know, crowdfunding, like the the first trailer was going to be boring in you know a month. So I knew we have to do something to keep people's attention. Yeah. And we always planned on on doing a second trailer. But we shot so much. Like, we, we literally shot so much stuff. For two minutes, we have another 10 minutes of footage that we can use. So we, we wanted to make sure we um, really gave you a, a good glimpse. So, yeah, it's so, exciting. So speaking of the, uh, the crowdfunding, first of all, congratulations. You guys have already raised, like, $36,000 or something like that. I was, I was looking at it. Really, really cool. Thank you. Yeah. And, and, thank, and, and thank you to all the donors. Thank you. Yes. Well done. Oh. Um, but, you know, you said on the, uh, the, uh, the Indiegogo, basically you're making this film no matter what. No matter what happens, if you'd raised $2, you would have made the film. So what are, what are you guys' kind of backup plan if you don't end up raising the full amount? You know, the battle is we're going to, you know, re, you know, take probably a portion of the script and we'll shoot that, you know, and what we have already shot, we'll probably connect the dots. And I told someone, I said, you know, it really depends on what we raise. We could be shooting a, a, a YouTube movie or we can be shooting a Netflix movie, you know, and, but it doesn't matter because I feel like the fans 
if they donate a dollar, they deserve something from that. They deserve it. And the, the cast, when they, when I talked to them originally, they were like, yeah, we're, we're down for the long haul. And, um, we'll obviously have to do a much modified, modified version of what we've shot. But I'm telling you the the, what we shot, the trailer that you've seen, all the visual special effects and all these other things that we've done. I mean, I can't tell you what the budget was, but let me tell you, <laughs> the budget was like one tenth of what was produced. Like it exceeded everyone's expectations. I mean, yeah, so it looks great. Money, yeah, the money that we raised, I already know. Even if it if it's just at that point, we're gonna make something that's five times better than what you've already seen. That's awesome. totally. Although yeah. I would, I would yeah. I'd love it to just see you guys get like $2 million and just be able to make oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. Cause I mean, the movie we'd make would be insane. And <laughs> well, you know what? Look, I know Karen. And if we made a million dollars, we'll be making five of these, bro. A series of five films officially. Yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, literally, we'll have five movies. Everybody, you know, it's, it's all good. <laughs> you know, you hit on something with what you were saying earlier um, about the connection to the fans. I find very poignant because with fundraising campaigns like these, it's really about the relationship between the fans and um, the the material, the product, the franchise. And I really like. Um, and I think you're really seeing how much fan energy there is out there and how much um, these people are waiting and have been waiting for something like this. Um, and in the same way that with you know GoFundMe and things like that, you get what you pay for. I think people are willing to pay quite a bit for something very good. Yeah, yeah. They, they've been wanting this. And, and literally, we've traveled the whole country just doing Comic-Cons and every single panel they're like, when are you guys getting back together? You know? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, it was just one of those conversations that, I, I mean, we had, we had to do something at some point. Yeah. yeah. And I'm glad you guys are, because we're really excited to see it. Mm. <laughs> Yay! It's really interesting. So are we. <laughs> well, I mean, I imagine Karen's less excited because she's already seeing it. It's Paul who's just sitting at home going, all right, they'll send me footage. No! Oh, <laughs> yeah. Do you have a trailer coming out? <laughs> Like we've just shot, a, you know, we just shot very little compared to what we need to shoot. So no, I'm so excited for this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, not, not many people know this, but uh, Karen launched a series of autonomous drones a few weeks ago <laughs> and she's got her, she's got her own dark net running on it. And we all get immediate updates on <laughs> our floating tablet. Oh, on the editing oh, that's on go. Imagine if you put all that engineering thought into making the movie instead of a flight of drones. How do you think she's going to shoot the movie? Oh, like, no, 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 Jersey. Like film, not shoot the movie. Oh, no, no, not the movie. Right, we're shooting as we speak. Oh, really? <laughs> this is part of the film, right. Yes. Film. And then ha halfway through, you're going to tune in. People are going to be like, who is the weird, fat, bearded guy talking to Karen and Paul? What is happening in this Totally. <laughs> Wait a minute. We're, 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 we're crossing genres right now because it's like, I'm in the house with you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if I would be freaked out or if I would just be like, oh, hold on. Let me make up some dinner. Yeah! <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. You know what? Typecasting is a bitch, but I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. You know, I think a lot of horror movies would be resolved if people were just more welcoming. <laughs> Maybe that's, that's what the slashers really want. That's why in kung fu movies, they're not really fighting because they hate each other. They're trying to have a conversation <laughs> that happens to be through the medium of fists and feet. <laughs> Totally. Yeah, no, it's true. You know, you know, sl slasher genre conventions, you know, everyone you meet, you know, they either have died or they are going to die. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's yes. true. Yeah. They're already yep. dead. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> mixing the genres to create Valhalla. What? They're already dead. Oh. And it's a fighting thing. Oh, okay. Forever. No, got it. I'm with you now. Hey, I'm hey, wait a minute, you dorks. Hey, how, how old were the two of you when you first... Uh, saw the Power Rangers with your with your ojos. Um, eight or I, nine? 
I want to say I was eight years old. I, yeah. I, my, my first Power Rangers experience was somebody bringing in a Megazord to my uh, jazz dance class when I was a kid. Wow. Like, what the hell is that? Where can I see more of that? <laughs> you became my That's hero awesome. once you said jazz dance class. <laughs> I did, yes. Back when I had a swel- svelte body <laughs> at eight years old and never since. <laughs> so, so hold on. So, so my, follow- my follow-up question, Mr. President, is um, uh, did, did you ever receive... <laughs> <laughs> did did you ever receive any punitive measures at school for acting out in the style of the Power Rangers? Uh, no, I did not. Um, I did. Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, some kids asked me to get into uh, the group and do a changing thing with them. And I was like, oh, this is very interesting. I'll just try. And then a, an adult came right in and is like, is this a fight about to break out? Are you about to fight? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're it's just morphing. I swear. At the time, I didn't know as much about the show. Hey. My introduction, Listen. cousin bringing me in. You should have seen the bucket of action figures these boys had. You, they must have given to the franchise somewhere between three hundred to seven hundred dollars just in six-inch plastic. Wow, that, that's actually not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't. It, it, it depends on how much my cousin steals out of my toy box. That's true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cool. Well, guys, I know your time is limited, so I don't want to keep you uh, forever, but thank you very much for speaking with us tonight. We really appreciate it. We look forward to your trailer as well. Yes. Hey, 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 Karen. Yes. Karen, can can I say a paragraph about the order? Yes. Please do. Karen, you want to say goodnight and then I'll, I'll finish up? No, you can. You, I'll, I'll stick. I'll stick around with you guys. I got ten more minutes. I can do. <laughs> All right, you ready for this? Check yeah, it out. Paragraph it out. Go for it. Make it Shakespearean, though. The, <laughs> the men and women of the order are trained living weapons. They operate in secret. They have dedicated their lives to eliminating violent threats and imminent disasters. <laughs> their one focus is to fight to keep humanity safe from complete societal breakdown and maintain world order. <laughs> yes. Wow. So we Paul well done. Paul is narrating the trailer, right? Next trailer, just he's just doing that as the voiceover. Right. <laughs> you know, he's I have a paragraph say, of Indiegogo. <laughs> <laughs> just hearing that paragraph, Paul, I think I and your character may have some agreements here. I can work with this. <laughs> the layers to the layer cake. No, I'm seeing it. All this guy wants is a little personal freedom. <laughs> he just wants some love and a kitty. That's it. <laughs> it was a summer he would never forget. He would never remember. <laughs> This summer on The Order. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> totally. All right. Well, folks, if you want to donate to this movie, and you should want to donate to this movie because it's going to be amazing, you want to go to the-order-movie.com. That's the-order-movie.com. Uh, any, any last um, pitches you want to throw the fans' way before we, uh, we let you guys go? I just want to tell the fans that we are so super humbled and thankful for their support. Um, we've been blown away. Like your mind is blowing. Our mind is blowing. Um, we just are super, like your excitement has kept us going. And I, I am just, I'm so ready to do this movie. I'm so ready to work with the, all these amazingly talented people. And like I said, we're going to make a movie, no matter how much money we make, we are making a movie and you are going to have something fun to watch, um, very soon. So thank you. All right. Well, thank, thank you guys you. so much for joining us. And uh, we will talk to you soon. And I can't wait to see the finished product. Thank you, guys. Hey, thanks. Thank you. Hey, listen, th- thanks for not having a job in the 90s. All right? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're that welcome. was our pleasure. <laughs> all right. So that was the interview with Karen and Paul. But now we've got a whole nother half hour of podcast yet to come. Stay tuned. And that was the thing about the Power Morphicon experience. It was like, 
Oh my gosh, I didn't realize how much I love Power Rangers until I was sitting at a table in a bar trying not to freak out because <laughs> Austin St. John and Paul... Jason Tri- Jason Narvey and, um, and, Paul... and Walter Jones. Paul wasn't there because he got there late the next day. Oh, but, yeah. Um, well, yeah. And also, like, Walter Jones, like, whispering in my ear, don't fuck up while I'm trying to do a trick shot. Of course I did. <laughs> Thanks, Walter. Thanks. <laughs> if we get him on the podcast next, we can talk. you can talk to him I will that. totally be like, that was kind of the coolest and most weirdest moment ever. But, like, it was just... It was just so amazing, but then also at the same time, like, it must have been bizarre for them. Oh, I can't even imagine. Because they were surrounded by, like, grown-ass The last time any of these people had, before original Power Morph Con, except for a Mm. few choice few, the last time any of these people had met a Power Ranger fan, the fan came up to their knees. And now they were walking into a hotel with a bunch of, like, 20 and 30-year-olds going... Hey, we used to love you when we were kids, and we kind of still do. <laughs> well, and also it was kind of like the whole, I don't want to make you feel old, but you are my hero. Yeah. You know? And like, well, and Austin kind of went around the table and was like, uh, Austin said John played Jason, um, mm-hmm. kind of went around the table and like asked everybody there how they got into Power Rangers, and it was this really interesting, like, Senpai, don't miss us, kind of <laughs> Oh, I understand. There are... See, I have this theory... Not theory. I have this way I like to uh, go about uh, famous people. I notice how nervous and anxious I'd get around people that I really would like to the point... Like, you saw me around Lana Wachowski. I was a fucking mess. Yes. Yes, you <laughs> I were. Was such a I mess. was incredibly proud of you that you managed to get the five sentences put together that you did. She was so nice. But the whole time, I was like, check out. Right there, should I go to? I'd have to walk through all these people. Jerry's tried to walk away about five times, and I kept being like, No, no, go And we're like, So we get into the line, and then another line is formed, and so I'm waiting for these people to pass so that it's organic that are more more important than us, like actual friends. Yes, or people that did something on the film, and then there's a gap, and she looks at me, and I'm like, and I say everything I'm going to say, and um, which was about, you know, uh, teaching trans kids and how much she means to them. Because at the time I was teaching like a trans kid who was at risk, and we yeah. had talked about that in class and that sort of thing, um, about, you know, famous trans people. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, thank you, and that's all I need to hear. And I pause, and because I'm me, I say, as only, oh... And the Matrix changed my life. You're amazing. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> and I think he lit- they literally ran. I did run. Actually, no, you didn't run. That's right. We walked away, <laughs> and you started to make this high-pitched noise, and I was like, keep it cool we walk away, buddy. Keep it cool we walk away. Because <laughs> well, also, that was like the thing with Power Morphicon, too. Like, it was literally like riding elevators and just constantly seeing people who were... I shit you not, your childhood hero. Yeah. Just being normal. And well, so, and it was like, and, when but, we first got to the con, I remember, we were like, is this the right hotel? And then a Power Ranger actor walked by, and I was like, well, I guess we're in the right place. <laughs> well, and then, like, you know, there were the other fans who didn't quite keep it cool and made it a little awkward for the actors, but they still handled themselves with, like, you yeah. know, professionalism and grace. But it was kind of like, for those of us, when we saw that, we were like, keep it cool. Keep it cool. That was one of the things I loved about that Star Trek convention we went to. Because every time there was a fan who was, like, of some kind of, like, you know, like, special needs or, like, different, you know... Mental. I can't say this without sounding like an asshole. Anyway, uh, there the I think the I'm term is um, uh, challenge um, in some way. Okay, challenge in some way. That's um, the like the the Star Trek actors who could have been giant jerks to everybody would just like stop whatever they were doing and like take care of this person and like oh, answer whatever awesome. question they yeah. had. And I was like, that's just you guys are the best. Well, and I think Star that's... Trek probably gives you that. Well, and that's the big difference between shows where they realize that the fans are the only reason why they're like famous. where the fans yeah. are the lifeblood. You know, that's like, true. Honestly, Power Rangers, it is about the fans. Like yeah. they, a lot of them have done other things, but it they're most known for Power Rangers. And like Karen, 
is going to be saying in the audio interview, or is this happening after that? Uh, it, it was happened before. That's what happened after. So, okay. Said. So, as Karen said, you know, she was like, I can't make a movie with former Power Rangers um, actors without it being kick-ass. You know, there has to be action. I can't do, like, a romantic comedy because the fans are going to be like, what the fuck is this? Although, yeah. a romantic um, comedy in which, which was interspliced with action would always be great. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Can we just say how awesome that movie is? I have is? not seen that movie. I really what? think I was thinking what? of True Lies. True, True Lies, Lies is another romantic Lies, comedy yes. when it first with action. Or Romancing the Stone, Thank You So Much, Mailing. Right? That movie's right? amazing. <laughs> or I take um, care of uh, yes, Princess Bride is kind of a romantic yeah, comedy true. with action. Although I'd say that the comedy, it, the action takes an equal part the not Princess just with Bride comedy, transcends but also with genre drama. because it is the perfect movie. That's not true. It's a fantasy movie and it's the perfect fantasy movie, but it doesn't transcend genre. <laughs> it transcends genre. genre. <laughs> Where's the noir element? <laughs> so I saw the means. The noir the noir element is um uh, Inigo Montoya repeating a hello, my name is Inigo Montoya, you killed my father. That was incredibly fucking noir. Yeah, yeah, actually. That's true. That yeah, was yeah, while, true. while the actor imagines that he's sword fighting the cancer that he killed his father, that killed his father. Oh, like, Mike, don't... Uh, you didn't know about yeah, that? No, I didn't know, and I locked it away for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I had one of those Andy today. Andy Tinkin is such a saint. There was... Oh, God, I, I don't want to spoil it for you guys in case you ever read it. There's, I just finished this series of books called um, the uh, Reckoner series. It's a three-parter kind of YA book that um, Brandon Sanderson wrote. Uh, it's, oh yeah, I'm uh, reading Steel I'm Heart. Read that. Uh, okay, yeah, I won't spoil the ending for wait, you. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so I've already started reading that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Steel Heart, Firefight, and Calamity are the three books. Um, but the ending, like, I, I, I love everything Sanderson writes. He's like my favorite author is currently writing. But um, the, the ending hit this one perfect, like, emotional note that I didn't see coming, and it was just, I was sitting, I was like finishing the thing on the toilet at my office, and I was like, oh god, I am going to burst into tears, and it's going to be a loud, sobby tear. And so I'm like reading while like holding my mouth <laughs> shut as hard as I can. Yeah. <laughs> because then people are going to be like, oh my god, Mike, did you get fired? I'm like, no! I had a, it's just a, a really horror good like moment of that, which was very poignant recently. I was reading this book called Lovecraft Country. Have I told you guys about it? It's um, a in the same genre of weird fantasy as a lot of Lovecraft stuff, and it has a lot of those elements, but it's not the same genre. Um, it's much more urban fantasy set in the early 1950s about uh, a- an African-American family whose lives touch upon the supernatural a lot, usually um, in that this white cultist has become obsessed with one of them in their plans. And the entire thing is an incredible look um, at racism in America, and they really equate the horror in, like, Lovecraftian stuff with the horror of living in a country where everyone hates you. Oh, that's interesting. Um, And in the end, when they're talking about those relations, they talk with great love about Lovecraft. And there's this whole speech about how uh, a book can disappoint you and looking at Lovecraft's incredibly... um, I would go so far as to say insidious poem about black people. I can't even yeah. uh, quote it. It's awful. And they mention that there about what it means to love something that wounds you and something like yeah. that. And there's this perfect moment in the very last uh, chapter. They always quote something, usually, usually from the books or from Lovecraft. And it was the quote, the, subjects, uh, the subject had an incredible nervous system noted um, uh, Dr. What's-His-Name from the... Dr. West from the Reanimator series. And it struck me like that. Because that is one of my favorite uh, stories that he ever wrote. And that... I know that line really well because all of the subjects that he works on are young black men that no one cares about Mm -hmm. if they die. And the way that he as a character talks about them is so dehumanizing. And in that sentence... Is like the most care he gave one entire person who's like the people who he got from trusted him to do like an autopsy or something. And it was the perfect moment that I'm like sitting there like, oh my God, that's exactly what they were talking about earlier (laughs) in this book. Yeah. But I mean, not the same because I don't feel that in the same way. And I will note, great book, but the writer was also white. So it's still a borrowed narrative. Yeah. So Overwatch came out yesterday. It did? I thought it was yeah. coming out tonight. No, it was yesterday at 4 p.m. 
I'm waiting for my check. <laughs> I, uh, I understand. We discovered that I ha- we had a little money, and I mean, it was like, okay, Melissa, can I? Oh, we only have that much? Can I get a book? And I went out, and I bought a new um, canon Star Wars book that I'm really looking forward to. Oh, it has have you read the Bloodlines Rebels yet? novels. No, that's the book I passed up to get this one because oh, it was a dollar more than I had. Well, which one did you buy? Um, I bought no. I bought um, New Dawn, The Rise of the Empire, which is New Dawn. Oh, okay. Uh, which, Tarkin and Lords uh, of the yes. Sith, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, then a they few, package no, all three of them together. Mm-hmm, not Lords of the Sith. It has uh, three short stories. But isn't New Dawn a Rebels novel? New Dawn is the story of how Hera and um, uh, Kanan met. Awesome. Um, that is so awesome. I yeah. cannot wait to read that. I hope it's good. I haven't gotten around to reading that one yet. Bloodlines is really interesting because... Um, I want to read blo- that so without, with, without spoiling too much, Bloodlines is a political novel with Princess Leia. Like, it's about the politics of the New Republic and how everything works, but it's also... The thing the EU traditionally is, like, all the characters have made fun of, like, that's not boring, and so we almost never got to see Princess Leia doing that, only when she was awesome outside of those scenes. Yeah, 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 it's a lot of that, and then a lot of, you know, because it's still a Star Wars book, it's a lot of Princess Leia also riding speeder bikes and shooting blasters. Oh, that's explode. awesome. Um, Does she use more force powers or force sense in this? She, they are very clear she that Leia right. does, I know, they are very clear that Leia does not have, has not done any training at this at, at, in this book, and so they've changed that from the EU. Leia yeah. never took up the Jedi way, and Luke and Ben are already gone by the time the book, like, already gone off the train Ben by the time the book oh, starts. Oh, wow. Um, oh, that's right. That's one of the things, apparently, in this book, part of the reason why Ben leaves is because he has been... No one has told him Darth Vader is his grandfather his entire life, and he has to find Why out... Why don't you people talk to each other? Bloodlines, Jesus Christ! Bloodlines over the hollow net from the events of this yeah, book. Yeah, so Bloodlines... Bloodlines, yes! Bloodlines is the story where you find out how the entire galaxy found out that Vader was Leia's father. Fuck, right? Yeah. Right? And it's really interesting. It's not... Oh, that's it's not what I wanted. I've wanted for years that. to write a book Did about... Did they use it as, like, slander against her? Yes, like, yes, I didn't they, want to spoil it, but yes, yes. Oh, they, I thought you were not. That's actually Sorry. kind of brilliant. Oh, yeah. and she, the way I hear she deals with I can't wait to read this. It's oh good. My God. It's a good book. And the, the other book by the same author you should read um, is called uh, Star Wars Lost Stars. Um, and it's, um, oh, yeah. I read that one. It's. Um, I also want to read that because it has Ray Sloan in it. Maybe. Ray, the, the uh, TIE fighter pilot. Maybe. Um, but yeah, I don't remember that character. But it's basically, it's a story of two people who... Um, Grew up together on the same planet, and, um, like, one is from a poor family, one is from a rich family, and then mm-hmm. they both end up joining the Imperial Navy. And then over the course of the the novel, A, they end up falling in love, of course, oh, but yes. B, one of them ends up becoming disillusioned with the Empire and joining the Rebellion. And then it's the story of the two of them and their the times their paths cross over the course of the entire Galactic Civil War. Holy shit, really? Yeah, starting... Wait, it's not like a small event, this is... No. And through the this year... Is, oh this my is, god! It basically okay, starts Kat, like two, year, two or three years before <laughs> the Death Star Destroyers all around wow. and ends with the Battle of Jakku. Wow! Yeah, it's really interesting. Damn! It there has Mike so riveted. Like, yeah. Honestly, I, he was just like, god, I uh, borrow can that. I like, finish this You scene? can if you want. I would really like to... I have a ton of Star Wars reading. I'm currently reading um, Heir to the Jedi, uh, the new Luke Skywalker short novel. Um, I got it for my birthday. I have been thinking about Star Wars a lot lately. Okay. Um, So nothing new has changed. Nothing new has changed. But I'm going to say this in complete honesty and openness. Um, Like, months ago, my therapist asked me, think about things that relax you, that make you feel good. Just think about what makes you feel at peace. And after a few months, I could say... Star Wars, Wars is kind of my religion. Yep, it is. And it really helps a lot. I think about it a lot sometimes. And I started listening to this podcast where they talk about it a lot and weirdly somehow have only said things that I pretty much agree with. And so it's not like arguing with our friends or something like yeah. that. But here's something I've discovered because I've started getting into uh, the fantasy fight role-playing game. Uh-huh. Um, there is the EU... And there is new canon. Right. EU, technically the name for it now is Legends. Legends. Everything published after 2015? I think end of 14, but yeah. End of 14 
is new EU and considered to be part of the Star Wars story. It's actually, it's not even EU, not it's even, canon. It's new it's canon, canon, right. 100%. Every single so, comic book, movie, uh, novel, and um, TV, TV show, show that yeah. has come out since the, the Disney relaunch. Including is, some older ones like Clone Wars yeah, and the movies. Is 100% canon. Yes. Thank God they it, included Clone Wars in canon. They like, seriously, So much I, of I, I like, a lot of... Story it, it work. just explains so much stuff, and it was yeah. so good yeah. that it was like, you'd be dumb to yeah. be like, ah, uh, no, it didn't really happen, meh. Well, here's the thing. That includes the Fantasy Flight Games role-playing game. Really? And it includes EU material. Mara Jade's a character in it. Interesting. And... In the Force and Destiny book, there's a thing in front that says there are many stories about the Force and the Jedi who can say if any of this is true, and it contains a variety of ideas about the Force. Oh, that's cool. And they bring a ton of the old visual dictionary stuff back that West End Games commissioned. That's great. When I'm looking at all this and I'm thinking about it, I'm like, does this mean... And I started looking up what the storyboard people have said on Twitter... It's not so much that there's a old EU, now Legends, and the new canon. Star Wars has always gone through changes. They actually ended up rebooting Star Wars before Star Wars because Marvel put out a bunch of comics that ended up not having anything to do right. with the real story. With a green bunny character. Exactly. And there were a number of no, no, times no, there was a, they one of their, One of their best friends in the comics was a space alien who was a giant green bunny. It was... They didn't know what the script was. The, uh, uh, the, the later... Um, when they did the Marvel relaunch of the comics, one of the variant covers was the green bunny character trying to push into the comic and all the other characters holding it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> And they did the same thing with Splinter in the Mind. And so, and so when we're asking this, and they said, you know, it'd be better to think not of this as one body of facts versus another body of facts. They said, think of this as a narrative. We want things that support the narrative we are building are canon. And if we bring in new things that support that narrative, we'll do that. But it's not really two competing bodies of facts. And suddenly something slipped away, and I kind of realized... They're really buying into this is a myth thing. Yeah. We're telling a myth, and they're like, all of the stuff Lancelot did was one stuff, you know, Gawain did. Mm hmm. Right? right, people on the podcast, you heard me. You laughed at my joke. I'm I'm sure. God damn it. Did you say myth takes? I said they don't want to make any myth takes. Oh. You thought that that joke was going to be funny, but you were myth taken. (laughs) 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 Um. So yeah, that's just been energizing me lately. And looking through the role-playing game, which I I found a a group of people uh, to play online, and I'm getting really excited about it. Once I understand it, then I'll be able to run a game. Um, And I found this good cheat sheet, which actually might make things easier. That's awesome. Uh, Which one are you running? Fourth and Destiny, Edge of the Empire? Edge of the Empire. Well, technically, it's a Rebels game. (laughs) It's an Age of Rebellion game. Oh, okay. But we're using mostly... Because the rules aren't that different. We have duty instead right. of obligation. Yeah, yeah, that's all Because we're is. playing like a small rebel band. Nice. Um, I'm playing a made-up species character, which was Oh, right, you're playing easy. the bad character. Yeah, yes. Did you see the picture? You did. You, I did. You showed uh, it to me. We went to we go see... We have a uh, final... Uh, what did we go see together? Oh, Keanu. That's right. Yeah, oh. <laughs> Don't go see Keanu, folks. Um, See Keanu on Netflix, guys. You know. See, see Keanu when someone inevitably makes the fan cut that's 40 minutes long. That movie was so funny for a 30-minute TV show. Yes. That was a great 10-minute sketch stretched to two hours. (laughs) No, I think it might have been longer than that. Like, there was some nuance, but there was just so much space around that nuance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Final picture. Nice. I know it's not a visual medium. Not a visual medium. But I am playing a four-armed bat creature. Yeah, it kind of does look. It looks exactly like you. That's weird. It's I a bad know. creature that looks like Jairus. And has four arms, just like me. So would you say he was forewarned? I'm waiting. <laughs> I've, I haven't mentioned this. I'm waiting, so it's an online game, and I've been in the perfect time. I'm going to be like, you know what they say, forearmed is forewarned. <laughs> <laughs> because it's so that. wonderful whenever you can use it. Uh, oh, for those of you who haven't heard this story on the podcast before, Jairus was in a um, supervillain LARP a couple years ago. An and he evil created, League of Evil yes, LARP. Yes. He created a character who had four arms and was named Forewarned just so halfway through the game he could crash through a wall and yell, Forewarned is forearmed! Oh yes, that's what it is. Forewarned is 
forearm. Well, everyone just groans and leaves the room. Well, we all have one power, and so I said my power is to see the future, most specifically the perfect moment for this joke, (laughs) because that's the only rule we got. And so the GMs let me in the perfect moment do that joke. (laughs) Oh, it was awesome. Uh, We had a great time. Um... So, Overwatch yeah. came out a couple days ago. Let's hear something I want to talk about with Overwatch. Okay. Do all the characters really feel different? Yes. Insanely awesome. different. Really? To the, uh, so, um, there's 21 different characters in the game. I've talked a few times in this podcast about how well-balanced it is. Um, yeah, they have really good classes. Really insanely good. And, and every character does one or two things very well. Um, and then has weaknesses that can be exploited by other characters. So, like... You know, most of the uh, the current salt in the game uh, is around Bastion, the uh, the robot from the previous war. Who, oh, I uh, was reading your thing on that. Yeah, and uh, he's or uh, someone's thing on Ben's that. Thing that's on that. BS. It's so like he is a very balanced character. Well, no, he is, but that's the thing. Like people, uh, he's so Bastion. For those of you who haven't played the game, um, which I think based on the numbers Blizzard is generating, is two of you, um, is a uh, a robot character who has a. Like standard walk around and shoot his assault rifle mode, or he can transform into a stationary sentry turret. And as a sentry turret, he is difficult to see and puts out a ton of damage really quickly. Um, and so he's often very hard to counter, but it is possible to counter him. If you play as uh, Genji the ninja, for example, you just drop in front of his line of sight, and then turn on your reflect power, and you bounce all of his bullets right back at him. Or perhaps use Tracer the way she was intended as a scout. Right. Send her in first so she can zip back and tell you what's around the corner. <laughs> That's what time travel is for. <laughs> I had a, um, a I Tracer moment. can't wait to moment. buy this game. I had a Tracer moment in the beta that I was so proud of. There was um, a shit ton of guys behind a Reinhardt shield on the point, like contesting the point. And our team was just trying to break through and having a ton of difficulty. I switched to Tracer built up my alt enough, and then jumped behind them, dropped a time bomb on them, and then immediately recalled to my previous position, and it blew up and took out, like, five guys because they had clustered too much. And I was just like, yes. <laughs> That's amazing. So when you go back in time, you just go back in place to where you were in yes, time? Yes, you, the gain game some, you regain some health, I think. That's cool, because I've been wondering, like, I would assume they can follow you back. Yes, they totally can. It's kind of like, you know, um, uh, for example, Re- Reaper has this wraith form that makes him invincible but unable to attack for like two or three yeah, seconds. Yeah, he pretty much becomes like yeah. a vampire guy. Right, and if you try and uh, use it to yes. attack someone, they're just going to track you until the movement ends and then blow you away. If you try and use it to escape, though, you can use it to get around in a corner before and far away from people before they can really track you down and shoot you. Does your turning radius change when you're missed? No. Interesting. But you move a lot faster. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Melissa told me to text her when... Oh, that's weird. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, I so really yeah. want to try... Well, uh, before you guys go tonight, we could always have each of you play a game against the yeah. AI. I would love to do that. Why don't you, so why don't you Vera's do that? Why doesn't Bailey do that, too? I'm so tired. Just play Overwatch, baby! We were up since four. That's your yeah, own you fault. Were up you really did this early. to you. Yeah, but we captured three kittens. Yes, so. we did. We have three kittens in our sewing room. In little right pokeballs. <laughs> I had to th- we had to throw a master ball to get chatty, but yeah, we, we have we have this one cat who's the run to the litter, and um, yesterday he dis- physically disappeared three like, separate in front times. Of her face. Like, at one point, he ran into a pile of cardboard. I saw him go in, I moved the pile of cardboard, and he was gone. The other time, he ran into our car and did it again. Uh, And then, one time, I was coming up to the house, and he was sitting in our driveway. And he saw me, and so he freaked out, and so he tried to run up the stairs into our kitchen, but the glass door was closed, and so he bumped his little head off the front of the glass door and fell off the stairs. And I was like, no, Chatty, come here, I'll save you, and he ran away. Well, and we call him Chatty because he literally sings a song of his people every time he's separated from the pack, which yeah. is like every day. Because they keep trying to abandon him. Hopefully now he'll shut up. Has <laughs> I don't he been know. keeping you up? The, uh, oh, yeah. That's why Bailey woke up this morning. Yeah. So yeah, we've still got one more kitten to catch, and we've, now that I thought about it, quite stupidly released um, Chatty into the room with the other kittens when we actually need to take him to the vet and get him... Uh, well, he's too small. That's true. Because, like, he's smaller than Snowy. Yeah, like, and seeing... Snowy is right on the edge of getting the yeah, surgery. Yeah, they were kind of like, mm, we're not sure. So, 
I say let's get him a little bit more socialized or a little yeah. bit stronger. Yeah, I just hope he doesn't have any diseases. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Thanks. Well, luckily the other cats are vaccinated, so... That's true, so they should be okay. That is awesome. You guys yeah. are very kind to them. We try. Um, yeah. Well, we're not... Well, when the... that happened to me, I just called um, Animal... Uh, I didn't even call them. I, like, I said some things around, and other people in the businesses had said some things. And then suddenly, a, a week later, they're out there being like, we're here to take care of the cats behind there. And then um, a week after that, they dropped them all back. Yeah. Oh, they dropped them back? Okay, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, and we, they're like, um, yeah, they're totally taken care of in spades. Sorry if they make noise, but we're not going to hurt them. Basically, the adult cats, um, we're going to probably release back into the wild, but the, yeah. the kittens are the right age where you can actually socialize them and learn them to be human cats, so mm-hmm. we're probably going to keep an indeterminate number of them and put the rest up for adoption. <laughs> yeah. What do you think Silk's going to think about that? Silk actually, actually has been really nice. He hasn't yeah. stepped at the door. He hasn't hissed. He tried to go nose-to-nose with the kitties when they were in the cage. So, uh... Yeah. And he did really want to be in there, and yeah. he hasn't been loud about it either. No. Uh, that is unusual although, for him. funny story today. Yeah. So, the SPCA Spay and Neuter Clinic here in San Mateo has this policy where, um, you have to have, um, one... You have to have one cat per cage. They can't take a cage that has two cats in it because separating them might prove to be too difficult. And And the way that they have to, like, train them, they have to, like, put the sedative into the hindquarters and then the cat gets excitable. So if there's another cat in there... The cat cat might get fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And so they... Because we had caught both the mother and one of the kittens in the same trap accidentally last (laughs) night, um, we had... They they were like, we need you to separate them. And so we tried... (laughs) <laughs> what they wanted us to do, which was we put two cages next to each other, like with the, the entrances open, and then tried to usher one of the cats to the other. I was from literally it. poking it with a stick. And I it was wasn't going, moving. Like, move, move. And the cat was like... Nah. So I was like, well, fine. They're super calm. Just close the car up, because we have to do it in the car, because we'll let's do it in the shelter. Um, I'd close the cage up. I'll go in through the back, and I'll just grab the kitten... And then we'll, uh... What? You uh, did what? And we'll... That's how this started? No uh, wonder you got hurt. Uh, I was gonna say, <laughs> and we'll, uh, and we'll... And so, Jesus. of course, I opened the back of the cage, reached in for the little kitten. The little kitten did not freak out. The mom ran out of the cage and into our car and started doing laps around the inside of our car. So uh, our so, car is now coated in a fine layer of cat hair. Yeah. Oh, and no. so, uh, eventually... Eventually, she, uh, um, settled down to a certain point it was even letting me kind of pet her um and then I was like okay well now that you're calm I'm going to try and pick you up which was a mistake because she gave me this <laughs> and oh, also geez. this oh, I can't you not a visual medium but I have terrible terrible wounds on me they're not terrible mom if you're listening they're very superficial no. stop freaking out they're um, superficial like those valid girls yeah yeah so I had to go to um the doctor today to make sure I didn't have cat scratch fever and yeah. then we eventually, and Animal Control had to come and get the cat out of the trunk of our car, which was hilarious. Is a cat scratch fever just a term for wanting, like, feeling horny? No. No, no, it's an actual thing. Yeah. Oh, that's an actual yeah. disease? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Then why on earth would Kiss sing about that? Because right. Gene Kiss. Simmons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes um, sense. But yeah, so yeah. very exciting. Very exciting. You and unfortunately, that's already our hour. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Because we had the half hour interview with the lovely that's Karen right. Ashley and the even lovelier Paul Schreer earlier. They were very nice. Yes, they were. They were. Nice. And um, it was also hard to separate them. They stayed on together. And, uh, <laughs> one of them bit you. Yeah, Paul did through bite the me internet several times. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I have. I have. He was excited. <laughs> <laughs> I have rabies now. You could say. I, Bought it in bulk. Uh, no. No. But you could say that the bulk of that joke went over our heads. No. No. Go ahead, Bailey. It's your turn. <laughs> Make a bulk joke. No. Bulk. 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 Bulk and skull. Bulk. Bulk. Bulk and skull. And skull. And skull. Hello and welcome, welcome to the Ace of Geeks podcast. Here's if they want to email us. How do they do that? A C E O A A C E O O F G E E K S P O D C A S T I N G at gmail.com at gmail.com. 
You like that? You like that? That's <laughs> Ace of Geeks Podcasting at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, you can find us at aceofgeeks.net. That's where all of this, our daily articles, our, uh, our Twitch stream, which is coming back from the dead soon, our YouTube channel, uh, and our other two podcasts, RPOK, which is a fantastic podcast. About, Very good, yes. Uh, doing... Um, Blah, blah, blah. Uh, about storytelling in mm-hmm. tabletop and video games. And uh, uh, Geeky Roundup, which Geeky is Roundup. a uh, yeah, roundup right. every week mm-hmm. of the news that we didn't have time to print on the main website. Uh, and is always a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, just check us out there. And um, if you really like this podcast and want to support it, please leave us a review on iTunes or social and media. if you want to support The Order... Yes, go to the-order-movie.com. Thank you. Uh,